Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello. Hello. God, that was energetic. <laughs> Can tell you've not just had half term. <laughs> How are you? I haven't heard from you for like five days, which is very weird for us. I know. I had to just be like strict with my phone and well done. try and... Because I, I had so much work to do last week. So when I was working, I was working. And when I was with the kids, I was mm. with the kids. You know, just one of those. And actually, it was good. It was. It worked well. Um but I'm really glad they're back to school. (laughs) (laughs) You can say that on here. It's a safe space. Well, I'm proud of you for doing that. The the good thing about Made by Mamas is that we've obviously got the lovely Katie. So so when you're like, we had different half terms and I knew that, you know, me and Katie were there to kind of hold the fort. But I was like, I was getting a bit of FOMO because I was like, I miss you. (laughs) <laughs> want to find out what's going on. Not I lot, cried not once, lot. I knew I couldn't call you. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me, just no WhatsApp. I keep reading about WhatsApp. Do you have this, like Go literally, on. WhatsApp is like the most intrusive thing that we ever invented, I think. I because people use it for work and people use it for like obviously friends and socialising and family. So you cannot separate any of it. Like I just, yeah, I just have to be strict on WhatsApp. I don't. What I don't like about WhatsApp is that, and I don't know if anyone listening has this person in their life, but there's a few people in my phone list that that will WhatsApp me, and then if I don't, if I read it, but obviously got three kids trying to do X, Y, and Z, if I don't come back to them within an hour, they put question marks. Oh my god, don't! <gasps> I hate it. It's so aggressive. I literally want to go fuck you. That's aggressive. <laughs> That is actually, Isn't it? I feel like that's, yeah, I'm the same because I, I'm like, I actually sent a screenshot to a friend the other day, just like she asked me what something looked like. She got a new number and she was like, what happens when, you know, I try and talk to you on WhatsApp because loads of people haven't added me anyway. So I screenshot like my WhatsApp to show her and I had like 174 unread messages and she was like, Georgia, what? What, why 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 have you not replied to me but I'm like because people probably sent me a question mark and then I never want to speak to them ever again <laughs> it's so rude isn't it like, like yeah. if you want to it, it, whatsapp should be considered like a text message or an email yeah you know, if you really want to speak to somebody you should call them and call say them. or leave a yeah. yeah leave a voicemail and be like can you call me back please or you know send a text but this constant like ee, on whatsapp oh, of just like you need to be available for me all the time oh my god don't and th- that's the other no. thing they can see when you've been online they can see when you've read it like 
Uh, no, I just, I, I don't think I can come off WhatsApp, but I would love to. <laughs> you, sh- you can do that thing where you um, change your colour ticks. You know that. So, you know, what? you can do that, right? No, tell me. Yeah. I'm doing it now. Obviously, you can have the blue ticks where people know that you've read it. Or yeah. you can change it to no ticks. So, oh my or you God. can change it to clear ticks. I am going to be a no yeah. tick lady. That will any- irritate the fucking hell out of me, though. You know that. <laughs> can you do it to certain people? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> okay, we need to stop moaning about WhatsApp. It's fu- like it's. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just just know that if you send me a WhatsApp, I'll either get back to you straight away or in five working days. It's either fine. Or. I've got that note to <laughs> yeah. self. Um, how was your half term though? Are you feeling good? Yeah, it was good. It was actually really nice. We I just spent Thursday and Friday with the kids, so we did like went to put shack. We did pottery painting, which Axel hated. I um, bet he did. Yeah, he was furious. And then we went to this steak restaurant, which, by the way, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. I don't know the full name, but everyone calls it Entrecot. There was one, there's one in Marlebone and then there's one in the city. Yeah. And they only serve steak and chips and sauce. That's it, nothing else. Um, and you literally queue down the road for it. Like we got there. I think I met my cousin after work at like 20 past five and there was no one outside the restaurant. So we were like, oh, let's go for a quick drink. And then we came back out at quarter two. Oh my God, there was a queue like down the road. But really cool mm. so that was nice yeah 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 we didn't we didn't actually have to queue because it didn't open till six so we did actually still right. get in as soon as the doors opened but people queue for like two hours what well, one thing that really made me giggle is that you put it on instagram and someone <laughs> went was it really cold in the restaurant because <laughs> axel was wearing a coat and yeah. the lady behind you that was really fun that really made me giggle such observation yeah well, but no it's because people have been standing outside yeah yeah <laughs> For so long that they're like, oh, but um, yeah, no. So we didn't, you know. That's that's all we did really. Just and then we that had a chill lovely. weekend. How about you? How's everything? Um, well, Kit's results have come back, and he's tested positive for um a par a parasite, two worm, two types of worm, hookworm oh and tapeworm. He's got a, a parasite, like a bacterial parasite that he got in Kenya called like Jardinia or something. Uh, Jardinias. Or so. I've got the the name of it um and he's also got like a savage vitamin d deficiency um and his iron levels are really low so it's all i like i now know what's going on i'm really glad that um i pushed and pushed and pushed we're seeing rianne jones who is a a herbalist she's absolutely wonderful she worked magic when Doz had long covid um and she's also looked at and really helped Luna with her gluten intolerance because she was getting savage diarrhea, wasn't she, for ages? Yeah. So we're in very safe hands. We've already started the treatment plan. We've got about six weeks of it. Um, and she was like, he's going to be right of rain. But obviously, like it's it's taking everything from him, like, all of his oh. nutrients, everything. So that's why he is so fatigued all the time. Oh, my God. And he looks really – you said he looked really tired and like oh, – pale and tired. Look, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe yeah. I've got a tapeworm. Oh, Jesus. Um, no, I just, I just, I felt, I felt, I felt so like so sorry for him because like, you, you know, when your kid is unwell, and obviously yeah. we went to the, we went and sat at A and E for ten hours. All the bloods came back normal, but I'm just, I knew that there was something else going on. So trust your instinct everyone listening because you just know as a mother you know yeah exactly and it's not normal for kids to be like that like it's quite normal with adults I guess because we have you know a lot on we probably don't sleep enough like all that kind of stuff but mostly you know if you're like five or six 
you should have a lot of energy like it's not really that normal to not have a lot of energy Mm. so Mm. yeah absolutely anyway sorted yeah let's get into today's conversation it's a great one do you know what a guest that we've had on the podcast before but she is three years down the line can you believe it it's three years or two years yeah i think it was three years since we chatted to her because she was pregnant with her first child she's got a great name she lives in a great place but no all jokes aside trigger warning here because we do discuss baby loss um, and she does go into quite a lot of detail about trying to conceive um, and yeah I I guess what do we call it like med termination for medical reasons Um, so yeah there's a a tough time there's yeah some heavy parts but also a really lovely catch-up with someone um, you know who, who we've kind of become you know like friends with I guess yeah yeah Yeah, she's yeah she's really great she's very honest she's very vulnerable today's guest is somebody that will say it exactly how it is she doesn't shy away from those big conversations and you know I think we both want to say thank you to her because it's not easy talking about miscarriage talking about baby loss you know it's it's and and also you know secondary fertility issues where you've already had a baby and then people Mm. expect you to be able to conceive straight away it's it's never as simple as it seems. So she yeah. speaks about it so beautifully today. Georgia, who are we talking to? I'm sure you've guessed. We're chatting to Georgia Kasuli. Joining us on the podcast today, uh, somebody who's been on our screens for a very long time in TOWIE. Uh, she is now uh, an author. Feels really lovely to say that. She is reality TV star. She's got her own show on ITVB called Baby Steps. She's already been on the podcast before. She is mum, married to Tommy. It is Georgia Kasulu. We were just saying before we started recording, it must have been like three years ago that you came on the podcast. How is it? I just honestly, you know, when people say when you have a baby, time flies. I used to be like, oh, how boring, like, what she thinks say. It's so true. I know. I, can't, I mean, it's it, it's one of those periods of time as well when you have a young kid that you don't really, you're not really aware. For me, I wasn't really aware of time that much. I was just sort of getting through, muddling through the days, you know, and yeah. then suddenly you realise that your little one's, you know, at nursery or heading towards school and it's gone and it's gone in a flash. I hate it. I actually, I'm really sad. Every time I look at him now, I'm like, I'm really sad. Like, where's... My baby, yeah. and I go, you see mommy's baby goes, mommy, I'm a big boy now. And you know when he says them words to me, I could cry. I'm like, no. Oh, oh, we, we have constant conversations about how we're going to c- continually keep our boys like obsessed with us. This is joking, half joking. And like, I just yeah. keep putting, like, little words, words into Kit being <laughs> like, yeah, but I will always be the favourite woman in your life, right? And he's like, yeah. get away from me. Yeah, every about? night before bed, I like lay next to Axel. He's nearly eight. And I'm like, oh. so who are you going to live with when you're older? He's like, <laughs> you, you, mum. And I'm like, okay, no cool. Problem. And who's going to be your number one girl? You, mum. Like every oh night, God. I'm like fully brainwashing him just in case, oh. you know, just in case one day he turns around and says the wrong thing. I am like, is this the right thing to say? Like, I'm like, I love you so much. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm the love of your life, yeah. And he's like, love you, mum. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this actually? Should I be doing this? <laughs> so, as we mentioned before, last time you came on the podcast, you were pregnant, and I remember you were so chilled. You were like, so oh, it's all going to be mm. fine. Like, you know, and we were like, wow, she has got it together, like a million yeah. percent. How has the last well three years ish been? Take us from the to the beginning. I don't know what has happened. (laughs) I am still very chilled. I am. 
but I'm more like frantic chilled. So I have like frantic spells of my life, but then I am still chilled, if that makes sense. Um, so do you remember when I was pregnant, I was like saying about the birth, wasn't I? Yeah. And I remember thinking, I'm too chilled for this birth because I never wanted to, I've always been scared of having a like a natural birth. Like as a kid, I was always like, I'd always say to my mum, oh, mum, like, does it hurt? You know, one of them kids, I was just asked so many questions. I ended up having a C-section and because um, Brody was breached and it's like I knew because yeah. I was too chilled. You know them antenatal classes, right? And I never forget, and that, bear in mind, like childbirth is one of my biggest fears. And I was thinking to myself, oh, this is not normal. I know I'm chill, but this is, I'm too calm. And then when Brody turned breach in the January, everyone's like, oh, don't worry, he'll turn. And I literally said, he's not going to turn. I just know it. Like, I just know he'll be breach. Um, and then in the May, I had a C-section, a planned one, because he was breach. And yeah, it's like my body, it's like I know. Did you try and do anything to turn Brody? Because there's obviously things, certain things that you can try and do. You, he was just cemented in there and that and that that was that. I was, because I, I had, I went for a private scan and the lady was lovely. I'd gone there the whole time. And she said to me, Georgia, do me a favour. Do not let them ch- uh, try and move this baby. Um, and I was like, why? Like, you know, and you're like, why? Um, and she's like, because there's really dangerous side effects to turning a baby, but no one really knows about them. Because you got to remember, they're turning them blind you know they can't really mm. see and Brody was so high he was basically his head was like I had the worst oh, his head was sitting up so he was sitting up straight out and they said to me there is no room so even if they try to move him you're yeah. so tight there was no room left um she said because he was a big baby she said there is just no point she went if I was you I'd book a c-section get prepared and just be calm about it. She was like, mm. otherwise you leave it. They'll say you'll turn, then you have an emergency. And I didn't want an emergency because that's not me. I'm too calm for that. What was your <laughs> C-section like? Give us give us the details because actually we've only spoken about it a few times on the podcast. Mm. Where, you know, people have gone into details about what that is, what that moment is like when you're in that delivering suite and you've got the doctors around you. Do you know what? I loved it. I really loved the experience. I think it's because I'm a control freak, which I've realised later on in the last three years. Um, but I liked the idea. I knew when he was coming. So I didn't have that anxiety of like, when's my water going to break? Because that to me froze me because I like to plan. I'm a planner. I write lists. I book things in. Like that's me. I loved the experience of that. I got my hair done the night before. I was very calm. <laughs> you know what's so funny, right? In my diary, because I have a joint diary with my management, in my diary, it had on the 5th of the 5th, it had baby come in and they were all crying with love. They were like, you're not normal. It's like you've gone shopping and you're picking up a baby. It is weird. <laughs> you're like, you're going in and you're getting your child. Like, you know when you're doing it. Um, so that was a very odd experience. But the whole walking down to theatre, terrifying um, laying on the bed, scary. And but the best thing is, Tommy kept me really calm. And the guy doing the procedure was basically talking to me. And then he was like, "Right, should we start now?" And what I didn't know is the baby was basically out. He tricked <gasps> me, which was great, great technique. Um, and then wow. I'd say the weirdest bit was laying there and getting sewn up. That's the weird feeling. Really yeah, weird. I can imagine. It's weird. I think when you can hear everything that's going on, but you probably can't. Really, you kind of got no concept really of what's happening but your hair was looking great so that 
hair was great. I had a hat with them little hats on. But I took it off for the picture and it was still really nice. I was really happy. <laughs> so what about when you got back home? How were those yeah. early days? Okay, so getting back, so it started really lovely. And then when I got back, I went into shock, I think. I think I actually would love to look into this a bit. Um, you know, like really look into it because I do think there's, when you have a C-section, I don't think your body catches up. Mm. I feel like my mind still thought I was pregnant. So I feel I was still pregnant. And then all of a sudden I wasn't pregnant. It's really, really weird. So I feel like when you have a baby naturally, you're obviously going through the emotions and your body's, you know, your body knows what it's doing, right? But when you have a C-section, I think it took my body a while to catch up and it was a bit like, mm. what's going on? Mm. And I think that impacted my mental health a bit because I then went a bit like, oh, like what am I doing? And I didn't know how to feel and I didn't feel anything. So I think, that side of it was hard. What sort of conversations were you having with Tommy around this subject? Were you able to discuss it with him at all? At first, I didn't tell anyone. And I used to go into the bathroom and cry with my dog, mm. Monkey. I used to feel guilty that I had a baby as well. I'd like, look at my dog and be like, I'm so sorry. Like, I've got a child. Oh, Georgia. I would go into the toilet and I would cry to myself. And I would have a house full of people because he's... Brody's the first grandchild on both sides. So I'm like, the house was just full of people, which normally I like, I love, which mm. this is one I knew to take my right because normally I thrive with people, but it's so weird. I had loads of people around me, but I felt really lonely. And I think that's when I thought, mm, maybe it's not right. And I was, I was like hoping someone would notice because I was embarrassed to say it. And then actually Tommy said it in front of my midwife, my mum and Tom's mum, Bev, out loud. And at the time I was thinking, oh my God, I'm going to kill him. But then when he said it, it was great because I just cried. And then everyone was like, this is normal. Like, And then the, the more I spoke, the better I felt. I mean, we hear it so much on the podcast anyway about feeling, you know, the house is full. It's supposed to be the happiest time of your life, but you actually feel quite isolated and quite alone. And it is really hard to say that because that's not how everybody wants you to present. Mm. No, is that, and you feel embarrassed. Like I would be like, I kept thinking, why is everyone so happy? And I'm not happy. There must be something wrong with me. Like I was like, maybe I'm not maternal. Maybe I'm not supposed to be a mum. Like them thoughts go in your head because I'd never done it before. I'd never changed nappy before Brody. Like I was very new to it. And I remember thinking, oh my God, there's something wrong. There's like seriously something wrong with me. And then it, there wasn't. And I, now I'm like, I look back at myself and I just want to give myself a hug because I'm just like, oh, mm. I was so naive. And mm. if more people spoke about that, then I wouldn't have felt like that. You know, I'm not blaming other yeah. people, but you know, and it wasn't until I got over it that I started told everyone and told my friends. And everyone's like, I felt like that. And I was like, why have we never chatted? Like, why have we I never know. spoke about it? It's mad. Mm. That's crazy, isn't it? And also it's such a blur as well. Like I, I don't know about you, Georgia and Georgia, but um, <laughs> you know, looking back at that time, I don't really remember very much of it. There's few memories from photos, I think, but you're you're muddling through it so much, trying to you know let everyone know that you're okay. That you can't even really communicate how you're truly feeling. I don't think. I don't think there's the space for it because you're just trying to figure yeah. out how to be a mum, right? Yeah, you're trying and to survive. I think, yeah, yeah, exactly. And like what you just said, you know, you look at your friends and you think, why didn't you like? Why didn't you say that this is how I could feel? But. I, I'm guilty of it now myself. Like if one of my mates is pregnant, I don't warn them about that kind of stuff because you, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I sort of feel like, oh, I don't want to put a downer on anything for you. I don't want to, like, I don't want to ruin this and be like, oh, but wait, this might happen and this might happen. I think it's more about 
checking in isn't it like once they've yeah had that's the baby, exactly like right checking George. in yeah. being aware of it I'm like listen I love that you're happy and I love this moment but just in case you feel like this it's okay and I, I say to them like it might not happen to you and I hope it doesn't happen to you but please don't feel like you can't call me and cry because I've been there so I kind of mm. do it in a nice way but I tell yeah, them. That is you, you, talked, on, you touched on your on your mental health there. How were you feeling inside about your body changes? Do you know what? It was really weird. I think I looked at myself. I'll never forget it. And I was like, that ain't me. I thought, no. Mm-hmm. You know, and you look at it and I thought, surely not. And I had like, my scar was like, my scar is actually really good. I'm really lucky. But I remember I lifted up monkey, which I shouldn't have done. And it bled and I thought, oh no. Then I started looking and then I looked in the mirror and then I was like, oh, I had this like swollen belly and I was black and blue with bruising. And the worst bit about it is you have to inject yourself for 10 days. Right. And so then I was even more bruised and I just was like, I can't, I can't even. I was like, it was like my body didn't attach to my brain. Um, but then after that, you you can't, then I started like looking at it differently. When I think, when I become, when my mind got better, and I was like relieving it all by crying and talking. I then looked at myself differently and I was like, do you know what? I've done amazing. Like I've really done amazing. And I never forget, I took a picture of myself and I sent it to Tommy. And like, I weren't naked, like I had a bra on and <laughs> trousers. Mm. And I was like, do you know what? I was like, look at me. I was like, I'm going to upload this to Instagram. I was like, do you think I should? And he was like, do it. And I did it. Oh my God. I felt unbelievable after. That's amazing. Yeah, I had this like power. And it was the weirdest thing because, like, I would never have done that before. And once I'd done it, I was like, oh, I feel great. Like, I've took ownership and I feel control yeah. again. I feel control. And that mm. is what it come down to. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned, obviously, that you struggled in the beginning with your mental health and, you know, your body image and stuff. Was there, like, a breakthrough moment? Or do you remember the point when things shifted and you started feeling like you were getting into your groove as a mum yeah I remember it so clearly I was in this kitchen and when Tommy said it out loud and I cried I remember from that week thinking okay I'm not mad I'm not going crazy there's nothing wrong with me and I just had to keep reminding myself and then people would obviously check in with me and I'd keep crying you know but then I would be like talking to myself and then honestly it was so it was so weird when people knew day by day I got better I was so lucky, mm. like day by day, I was getting better. Obviously, I still have them days. And then I would have like a little bit of a sleep in the morning. And then Tommy started doing, you know, the feed at like 5 a.m., that that hard feed, like 4.35. That, yeah. That's the hard one. Yeah. He would start doing that one. So then I would say I did like a half one, two. I would then sleep till like half eight, nine. And that block saved me. Yeah. It's that's so good. Pissed. Yeah. Get yeah. them to do it. So were you, were you expressing and giving Tommy a bottle to give to baby? No, I didn't. Exp- I didn't. I didn't breastfeed. No. I went straight to the bottle. Okay. We need to yeah. talk about this. I did not know that. Okay. What was that? What was that? A choice that you made? Didn't get on with it? I was, I'm in an R in the hospital and I was like, cause obviously people pressure you, don't they? Yeah. And I felt yeah. like I had to. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to do this. And I thought, do you know what? I don't want to. I really don't want to do it. And then the midwife, I had the best midwife, Pat. I love her. I still talk to her. She mm-hmm. said to me, what are you going to do? Breastfeed or bottle feed? And she saw my face and I said, oh, I might try. And she went, right, I'm going to, you do what you want to do, Georgian. And I said, and I was like talking, I was like t- selling it to myself. I was like, well, you know, it's da 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 And I was going over all the facts about I should do it. And she was like, do you want to do it? And I was like, no. I really don't want to do it. Like I've, I've never wanted to do it. Like I just don't want to do it. She was like, don't do it then. 
And when someone says you don't do it, then I was like, oh my God. I don't have to do it. Why and that is it? amazing because it could have gone the other way. You could have had somebody whose views were swayed towards breastfeeding and that person could have put pressure on you from good intentions, but could have put pressure on you to breastfeed. And that could have been a different story. And she didn't. And it was the best thing for my family that I didn't do it, especially because oh. of like the aftermath of how I would have feeling. Could you imagine the pressure I would have had yeah. on myself yeah. to breastfeed? Yeah. Pat. What a legend. <laughs> yeah, like she saved, she honestly was unbelievable. Like she used to come to my house after because I, I still love her. Like I, I just love this woman. She's unbelievable. And she said to me, Georgia, you do what you got to do. It's your body and it's your baby. And I've stuck by that from now on. Now I say to all my friends, it's your baby, it's your body. You do what you want to do. And I, yeah. I'll, I'll stand by it. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? It's such a weird one with feeding because so many people are so opinionated around this subject. I was talking to somebody in the gym the other day and he was saying that his, you know, they've just had a baby and his wife is breastfeeding and that the in-laws are down. But yet um, her her dad, so his father-in-law, doesn't want to see it. So like doesn't want to see the fact that she's breastfeeding. So every time she does, he's up and out the room or he's saying like, could you go into the bedroom to do it? Like it's your first, it's your own home. Secondly, society looks at it from very polar opposites. They're saying, you need to do it, you need to do it, it's best for baby. And then they're saying, but actually we don't want to see it. Yeah, so actually really, do it in private when you do it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, it's a hellhole. That, that is really not great. <laughs> it's not fun for women and men. It's not fun for anyone. And I just think at the end of the day, as long as your baby is fed, who cares? And yeah. I always say now, there's 100 babies, 100 kids, you are never going to be able to tell what one was breastfed and what one was bottle fed. So does it really matter? As long as it works for you and your family, it don't matter. And for me, a bottle works for my family, my dynamic and my my mental health. So, yeah. Do you get any negativity around it online? No. Do you know what? I didn't get any negativity because I stood by my ground and I was like, I'm not doing it because I don't want to do it. And I was yeah. like, it works for this work, this way works for my little family and I'm sticking by it. Yeah. And you probably, that was probably like a relief to a lot of people as well who didn't have a pat to tell them that it was all right, that you were there saying, well, this is what I'm doing and mm. I'm not doing it because of any complications or any other excuse. I'm doing it because I don't want to. Mm. But also I think it goes 
you know, a, you know, along with, you know, a long parenting, like our whole parenting journey. Like there's so many things. Like it doesn't matter when you toilet train. It doesn't matter how you wean. It doesn't matter, you know, if your kids go to this type of nursery or that type of nursery. Ultimately, you're never going to be able to know or tell. <laughs> when they're an adult you're not going to know if they were toilet trained at one or five yeah. like you are there is you know, there, there is going to be no difference if they have purees or flipping organic lovely whatever broccoli every day like you, you're just never going to know are you like it's just you just have to do what you, what you can do plus like some of my mates from back home who like were probably potty trained at the right stage in their life or, or, or their stage in their life they get drunk and they wee in the corner thinking it's Lou anywhere when they're pissed so it's like <laughs> do you know what I mean whatever <laughs> with the people that want to come in good for you like you've got a lot of time in your hands but for me I haven't and for me I'm trying to survive I'm trying to you know be the best mum I can I'm raising my child I'm trying to work I'm trying to run out whatever I want to do I'm doing like keep your opinion to yourself if you don't like it it's not yeah. affecting you like Brody is thriving he's happy he's healthy and that is all that matters that is it yeah and absolutely. since the last time we spoke to you congratulations because you got married I was in the gym this morning first day back by the way and um people were like congratulations I was like for what I forget I'm like what did I do? <laughs> and I'm like what, what happened and they're like you got married I'm like oh my god yeah of course I forget. Thanks. Forget. Yeah. Uh, do you feel different? Do you know what's really weird? I do. You I do. really do. Although I forget, I obviously don't feel that different because I, I keep forgetting. Um, but when I when we actually got married, I looked at Tom and I said to him, "Do you feel different?" And he was like, "Yeah, I do actually. Do you?" And I was like, "Oh my god, I do." Like she mm. do a bit. It's weird. It's not like dramatic. Like oh my god. Like it's like we've met again. But it's just like I feel a little bit more connected. Yeah, it's a new chapter. I mean, we're laughing and joking, but. We know that the last year has been quite a tricky one for you. Um, you, you know, you've talked about expanding your family and how things haven't really gone to plan. Do you just want to let us know, like, just tell anyone listening who doesn't know what's what's been going on, what's been going on, and how it's been for you? It's just been a nightmare. Like, I can't live a lie. I think you think, you know, I got pregnant with Brody by like I want to say by accident, but it it was like it, you know, it weren't planned. So lucky first time, you know, because I remember the day. Um, and then second baby, I got pregnant second time. So very, very quick, like unbelievable. And then I lost the baby. So then I, um, yes, I was pregnant. And then the baby had um, a condition called triploidy. I don't even know how to say it. I, I feel like I can't even say it because it's always, I've always blocked it out. But basically it means that the baby had 69 chromosomes. So... It's really mad. Two sperm could have hit the same egg. So it's very rare, like so rare. Right. And obviously when I found out I was pregnant, I was like over the moon because I really, really wanted, you know, Brody to have a sibling. And everything was fine at first. And I think that was the hardest bit because it was the up and downness of it. So one week, basically, I was the baby was fine. I went for an early scan, the baby was fine. And then every time I kept going back, there would be a slight, like, mm, basically the sack, the first um, sign of it, the sack was too small. Right. Like, that's a alert, like, they alerted by the sack. Um, and then I had a bleed. And then when I went back, because I had to keep going back every week, basically, for scans, which was just a complete head fart. Baby was still alive. Um, I was going back every week, just praying and hoping for the best. One minute, one week, they'd be like, do you know what? there's been growth, like the baby's growing. The baby was always growing, which was really bizarre, but the sack 
they'd measured sack and they was like, oh, the, the sack's grown. I'd be like, oh my God, we've got hope. They was like, you might just mm. be, you know, lacking in a vitamin. So I took vitamins. I took, I had pessaries, I had steroids. I mean, I blow, like bloated. Like I, I, would do, I didn't care. I was just doing anything I could, could. And then I kept going back every week, every week, just praying. Then I got to, tw- then I went to a 10 week scan somewhere else. And I found a top doctor who is like known in this, in this um, thing, you know, like basically he's like specialist, that's the word. He's basically a specialist at finding abnormalities in babies early. So I went to him and I was 10 weeks and he said, do you know what? He said, at this stage, I can't tell you there's anything wrong with this baby, uh, but I can't tell you there isn't as well. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, go home, just chill out. And I'm like, hmm how um he was like it's gonna be okay but like I can't tell you it's gonna be okay but at this moment it's okay I'm like all right well what does that even mean so again my emotions were just up and down I think that was the hardest bit and then I went back at 12 I was just over 12 weeks and I went in the room and you just never forget it like he put the he like he did the scan and the baby was moving and this is the hardest bit for me the baby was full-on alive like full-on moving the heartbeat was strong the baby and I was like, oh, the baby's moving, and obviously, but he was silent, and then Tommy was silent, and then the other guy was silent, and I thought, mm, why is everyone silent? Because I can just see a hip, like a baby moving. The baby's got really big. Because I felt like I knew this baby. I'd be, I had so many scans. I'd have more scans yeah. in them twelve and a half weeks than we've ever with Brody. So I really had a bond with this baby, and you know, you're praying every day. And then he just said, go and go and empty your bladder. And I knew by their faces. And I come back and Tommy looked at me and did this face. And I thought, nah, I can't. What are you going to say? And he said, we, he's like, this baby's not going to survive. And I was just like, what? I was like, what do you mean? And you're like, how? Because I can see a baby moving. And he's like, he's like, listen, he said, chances are, he's like, you could go full term and have a stillborn. He's like, a lot of cases in this in this trip, triploidy that happens. So this baby can keep growing. You can get more pregnant and more pregnant. He's like, I can look at you now. I'm sparing my mum screaming. He's like, for your own mental health, we need to get this baby out of you now. He's like, there is no survival rate, none. He was like, the longest you would ever have with this baby might be an hour, two hours. Oh, my God. You've got to go for all of that. So you're, you're not going to get a baby out of it. And I'm like, but are you sure? And I kept going to him, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And he's looking at me, he's like, I promise you, like, I wouldn't say this to you. He's like, this is what I do. He's like, this baby's not going to survive. I'm like, but when's the baby going to die? Like, how, I, you know, when you're asking questions, I'm like, mm. yeah. And he, and he said, you either, you can wait for the baby to die inside of you, which I, I can't tell you when. And I thought, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, no. I can't do that. They ended up, they get, they booked me straight in, which I had all of that. It was just, the whole thing was a lot. And honestly, it was, it was, it's, I'm not over it still. And I'm, you know, it happened in April, but I think the experience was just, it was just a lot to think about because you've got to make all these decisions. You're, you're going by what someone's saying to you. And listen, it was the best thing, obviously going full term and having a stillborn would not have done me any favors. You know, that's the worst yeah. thing. I could never have imagined it. How have, how have you grieved from that? Cause that is a lot for anybody to take. It's a lot. I just, I don't know what, I've got a therapist. Do you know what? I've actually just started seeing a therapist, Tommy's, because I'm still not okay. Like I think, uh, I think I thought, I I underestimated it at the time. I think I was in shock and then I was focused on getting pregnant again. So I think, you know, I was so focused on getting pregnant again and it hasn't happened. And I think that stressed me out because I'm like, why has it not happened? Because it happened so quick both times. 
and I've seen specialist after specialist. Like I've, I've like really, and they're just like, it's, you know, sometimes when you go through trauma, your body protects itself. And, you know, you know, like you're real, your body fights, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It sometimes can happen to you when you've experienced trauma. My body isn't in a state to get pregnant because I'm so, mm-hmm. I'm on edge. I'm like, you know, every month and trying for a baby is just, oh my God, I've like, I can't do it no more. I'm not, I'm not doing it no more. I'm having a break, but yeah. So I'm seeing a therapist now, but yeah, it's really hard. I, I, I can't even give tips on how to grieve because everyone grieves differently and mm. it's just traumatic, you know? Ha, has it impacted your relationship with Tom? Yeah. I I didn't realise that I that it would have because I, I, all I was thinking about was myself. Mm. I didn't really think about Tommy and I'm going to be honest, I didn't because at the end of that, it was happening to me. Obviously it was his baby, but I couldn't think about him. And it was only until we had like on his chats and he was just like, I saw him crying. He was like, Georgia, you know, it is my baby as well. And then, then I started to think, okay, like, yeah. And he, he said to me like not long ago, like we need to get you help because I feel like I've lost you a bit. Mm. And I know, I know I've gone, you know, like slightly, like I'm still like, listen, I've got Brody. So I'm blessed. Like I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm so blessed. I'm very, very lucky. And I know that. And Brody is the best, best distraction. Like you have to get on with it, don't you? Yeah. I'm glad he was honest with me because he's like, you're not a hundred percent. We've we've lost you a little bit. Of course, of course. And chats helps, you know? Yeah. But also like you're allowed to feel the pain that you're feeling and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to prelude it with, yeah, like of course, Brody. This, but it, like you're 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 grieving. Like that is horrendous. That for anybody to go through what you've just gone through is horrendous, regardless of whether you've got a child already or not. So yeah. I think you you know, however you're feeling is is normal. And I imagine this conversation for anybody listening that's gone through it, they'll be nodding along and probably crying along with it because horrendous, horrendous experience. It takes a long time to go over it. Like you said as well, like when you're trying for another baby too, like no one talks about that. No one talks about how, you know, what pressure and stress that puts on a couple when you're trying for a child. You know, like, especially, I think, like you say, especially when it probably happens so easily the first time round and you're, you know, it, it wasn't so, didn't, I haven't got personal experience with it because I didn't even know if I wanted a second child. But when the age, when your child is getting older and you have this idea of an age gap in your head, it's like a a ticking time bomb, isn't it? It's like it just, Mm. it's going and going and going. And yeah, just speaking to friends and other people who, who've had it where every year goes by and you think, gosh, like I thought I would have two children or three children by now um are you so you're you're not gonna put any pressure on yourself now I mean people have said to me just relax which is the worst thing you can ever say to someone oh, God, yeah yeah because I'm like okay then let me just go to sleep then like, I don't know what you mean um but like you said like I second like both pregnancies like it was so quick um so I bought all the sticks I've like list of but do you know what's happened I've got so into it that I feel like it's doing the the, the other thing like it's going What's the word? The other way. Yeah, it's gone the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing when you're ovulating, I'm like, Tom, it's not nice. It's not, Mm. it is Mm. not sexy. It's not fun. And I think it's got to a point where now I'm like, I can't even do it at the moment. Like, I just think it's just too stressful. Um, 
let's just, 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 I think I'm just going to take a few months off and just go with it because I can't, this tried every month, it's a lot, it's a lot. Just try and enjoy sex again. That's what somebody yeah. said to me. They were just like, just enjoy having sex with the person that you fancy the most in the world. And I was like, <laughs> what? George yeah. Clooney? Um, <laughs> no, um, yeah. Uh, so talk us through your new book because you've, you've written one. Congratulations. I can't believe it. I can't. Um, I keep saying to Tommy as well, I'm like, I'm an author, you know, give me respect. <laughs> that book, what a great timing that happened for me. It was, I mean, all of the baby stuff's in it, which actually weren't supposed to be in it, obviously, because we plan- we planned this book <laughs> two years ago now. Um, but wow, the timing of it has been the best therapy ever for me. I have got so involved. Like, it's just been great. Like, it's just been a great distraction. I'm really, really proud of it. Like, I love it. It's actually like right next to me. I'll show you. Yeah, show <laughs> what us, show can us, show we us. expect from it? What like what are some of the key things we can expect? Oh, I love it. It's so good. It is everything. You know, I just love to say how I think. I mean, sometimes too much. I've always done it. I can't help it. It's just the way I am. Everything is like that in the book. Um, it's like talking to your best mate. It's really honest chat, girl chat. Um, it's not even just for mums as well, because I have had a few questions about that. But there's a lot of mum stuff in there. Um, but basically, the reason the book happened, because I kept saying, I've always said this, I'm like, oh, I wish I knew that, I wish I knew that. And I've always gone through my life going, oh, I wish I knew that. Or if someone would have said that, it'd have been easier. I wish I knew. And one day we was in this meeting about the book and I was like, I kept saying, I wish I knew. And she went, call it, I wish I knew. And I was like, oh. <gasps> Yes, because I, I wish I knew. And I wish I knew a lot of stuff because I don't, I don't actually know a lot. <laughs> it could be like, I wish I knew how bad it would be when your parents divorce later in life. I wish I knew that you re- need to redo your boobs after 10 years. I wish I knew that you'd lose yourself after becoming a mum. Just, it's just so yeah. good. I love it. And, and Georgia, are these all uh, experiences that you've gone through in your life? You know, you just mentioned there about your parents divorcing later on in life. Was that something that impacted you? Yes, yeah. yeah. So everything I wish I knew <laughs> growing up that would have helped me is in this book. You know them silly questions that you always think you don't want to ask because they're stupid? They're in this book because I've done it. I've mm. asked questions. So people mm. haven't got to ask them. And then there's like manifestation little bits in there because me and Tommy are really into crystals and manifesting. And there's like a little journal in there. And there's even, oh my God, it's so cute. I dedicated a page for the 2 a.m. night feeds because I found them so lonely when I used to yeah. do them. So there's actually um, a page in there that gives you really positive quotes so you don't feel alone when you're doing the, the night feed. That's lovely. Really cute bits that I've just, you know, you know, just little things that I've learned over the years, but I really love it. I'm really proud of it. Mm. Love Aww, it. Well done. That's amazing. It's, it's out now. It's pre-order now and then it's out on the 29th. Okay. Love that. Brilliant. Thank um, you And before so we say much. goodbye to you, um, can we get your products? Because obviously last time you came on, you were pregnant, but now you're a full-fledged mama. Um, the products that you absolutely swear by. Do you know what? I don't use a lot of products. Like generally, like I don't. Brody's skin is really funny. So I can't really use a lot of skincare on Brody. Um, I have the most basic, basic cream for Brody's skin. Oil Atom. That oh, is amazing. old school. Yeah, I, feel, I don't think yeah. I've ever used that. And what about stuff for Brody now? Not products, but like, you know, I don't know, the an app that he likes or a, I don't know, a game or a toy or story like or that. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the moment, he's obsessed with Spider-Man. So oh, my whole house is full of Spider-Man. 
is this normal stage the kids go through do they get out of it please tell me they do it's a lot no kit's obsessed with spider-man he's nearly six he crawls like spider-man he he reckons he is a spider-man and if you call him Brody, he goes no mum spider-man okay darling <laughs> spidey for sure this is what we're dealing with at the moment he thinks he can climb walls as well that's fun um but yeah oil him for the bath and cream because he's his skin's a bit dry um with eczema um, it's full on Spider-Man pajamas every single night. He will not get out of them. Spider-Man pants I got from Asda. Um, and things for you, like things that you're using that you're loving at the moment, like any sort of shampoo and conditioner that you love that we might not know of, any fake tan, lip gloss, any of that kind of stuff that we love hearing. I just always use Olaplex. I've, oh, I just swear by it. Yeah, swear do by you? It. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just think it's the best thing. I buy, I found a hack actually. Um, I've got a salon trade card because I used to have a shop and I've still got an account. And I buy the bigger litres of it. Um, and they last me so long. Like, I mean, months and months and months. Wow. Okay, that's a good hack. I love that. Do you know what? I saw something I really on Ali like Max's Instagram the other day about she thinks that Nivea, the Nivea cream, is basically exactly the same as creme de la mer. So she took it to her, uh, like, a testing lab, and it's and it's got something ridiculous like, you know, 99 of the same products that the um, creme de la mer has. And it's like nine ninety nine. What the face cream? Game the changer, blue, guys. The blue Nivea one. Oh my god! Go and have a look at her Instagram. That. Wow! And Me too. just before, <laughs> just before we wrap up, I know there's going to be loads of advice in your book. But what would be your one piece of advice now you are a mum that you would pass on to another mum? I would honestly, my only bit of advice would be do what's right for you and your child, and stop. Don't listen to anyone else. Just do what's right for you. And it's and that's all that's best, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. that. Follow your gut. Um, Georgia, thank you so much for coming on. Good luck with the book. And um, yeah, we'll, let's get you back on soon. We love chatting to you. Thanks. Thank See you. Later. I love chatting to her again. So oh. nice to get her back on. Yeah, it was. And I, I like, we've said it before, but you know when you get somebody on when they're pregnant and they've got... She was actually really chill when she was pregnant, wasn't she? She was really so like, chilled. I thought, whoa, you've really got it all together. And then I I love when, you know, somebody's had the baby and they have like a different perspective and sort of talk about how, I guess, the, the things that nobody kind of points out to you and tells you, but actually the things that are really hard to say to somebody when they're pregnant. Like, you don't want mm. to, I guess, be... I get you don't want to be a downer but also you want your friend to be prepared and I liked having that conversation about the fine line Mm. between yeah Mm. between kind of scaring people and just preparing them and being there for them if you know if and when things happen after you've had a baby um yeah but yeah it's I mean it's really sad what she's going through right now and I I really hope that she you know that her and Tommy get what they want um yeah have a happy ending absolutely yeah we're thinking we're thinking of them both and anybody else that was affected by today's conversation we're here for you too as always you can message us um, anytime day or night we're there and obviously Tommy's the most incredible organisation you can find them at tommys.org and as always we'd love you to rate, review, subscribe and please 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 give our podcast a little follow yeah and if you've got any feedback on this episode any guests you'd like to hear from then drop us a DM on Instagram we're on at made by mamas and we'll be back on Friday Made by Mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover.